Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. Unfortunately, we've got to do it again. COVID-19 delays. Uh, let's just get straight into it and get through it. Warner Brothers has moved the release dates of several upcoming DCEU films. The Batman will now release on October 1st, 2021, The Flash on June 3rd, 2022, and Shazam 2 on November 4th, 2022. That's quite a few. And my biggest concern, it's those kids in Shazam. Oh, yes. Yes. That's true. We said that they needed to start moving. But I think, ah, oh, yeah, the thing is where we're at, it's like everything is on pause. It's not just the movies being delayed from release because of the closures of theaters, obviously, and everything else going on. These movies that are meant to be starting production, they can't start production. These people, they can't be working together, close quarters, in groups, mass, mass gatherings. It can't happen. So those are getting delayed. And then on top of that, the delays are causing other movies to be delayed because there's just not enough time to fit them all in the same calendar. It's nuts. So we get it. We, we knew there was going to be more delays, but when it gets made official, it's, oh, it's, it's real. And it's, again, those kids are going to be adults. That's <laughs> it. That's the concern. They're going to be older. They're going to be older. Um, Warner Brothers, additionally, the Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark, will now release on March 12th, 2021. So I don't think we've talked about that at all on the podcast, The Sopranos. We mention it ever? Maybe. Anyway, you, it's you ever watch Sopranos? Yeah, I did. Out, yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, did. really enjoyed the right. Sopranos. Um, mm. Oh, Scooby Doo, um, Scooby and the gang skipping cinemas completely and heading straight to streaming. So that's VOD, um, rent and buy, and I'm pretty sure they're keeping the same release date to March twelfth. But no, May. No, it's May. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mid mid May. Yeah, mid May. So they're that's keeping cool. the same release date, but that I mean that's big. But I think I mean, the Trolls movie, the sequel, what was it Trolls World Tour? I mean, according yeah. to the numbers, that hit pretty big on VOD. So maybe Warner Brothers are hoping they're going to have similar success with their kids' movie. Yeah, they might be. I mean, they might be hitting the numbers, but I mean the. the the money compared to what they would have made at the uh, on the theatrical box office it wouldn't compare like it would be less than a third even if you know like they are getting those huge numbers so what one family instead of spending you know 60 plus dollars at a cinema they spend 20 bucks what is it 20 bucks us to rent it you know all five six seven of the family members watch it that's it done 20 bucks instead of $80. It's $20, $20 Australian as well. So I don't know if it is a straight 2020. I mean, I don't know the, US. I don't know the exact numbers, but it is such a fraction. So it is a very, it's a financial, you know, risk that they have to take. And I don't think they're, they're getting, they're going to get the results, but you know, still they're releasing the movies. They're taking the gamble, whether it's still just a, keep face or, or something like that but on the bright side you know it's um it means we still get scoob i think we intended on, on re- reviewing it so i guess we'll stick to that still review it at the cinema it was always a maybe 
VOD. Oh, right. Certainty. So we are <laughs> definitely going to be reviewing Scoob. Oh, there we go. I've got it in my notes. May 15th. There we go. That's the one. That's when it comes All right. out. Sony. Sony has officially moved the dates of two Spider-Man projects. So you can tell how I feel, and I'm sure you'd pretty get it as well. But the sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home has moved from July 16th, 2001 to November 5th, 2021. Um, and the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse moves from April 8th, 2022 to October 7th, 2022. So... You know, we're just getting this pushback of everything. Something's going to take the, 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 you know, the release spot of something else. Something else has to budge. Also, I guess um, Spider-Man, the well, it's called the Spider-Man Three, has to line up with the the other Marvel projects that you know within the same universe. So that all kind of comes into play as well. It was just two weeks ago. We we're saying with Marvel Studios moving all their movies and Sony was keeping their release slot. <laughs> and here we are they're moving them yeah it had to happen um additionally these changes will affect like i said this like a domino effect uh, will affect the release date of thor love and thunder now uh february 11 2022 and doctor strange 2 now march 25 2022 so you know where i'm standing on all of this I'm just going to stop keeping track of these release dates until everything's said and done. And then yeah. I'm just going to look, okay, what, what does the calendar, calendar look like? Because you know what? These could, could move again. Musical if jazz. Things yeah. Yeah, if things so, don't get better, things will get start to get delayed again and it'll start all over. You know, like things will just continue to be pushed. So I'm just going is. to step back and, you know, I mean, I look at these dates and I go, cool, but I'm not making them stick to memory because I feel like... This, the no, studios need to give... A definitive new date until right. the date changes. They've got investors. They've got all these people needing to know. You know, it's, they, they're not just doing it just for people who are anticipating the movie. So they're like, oh, fantastic! Now we we know when we need a day off, we can go to the cinema. It's for investors. It's for it's the business side of things. Of course, you know, interestingly, mm. Thor: Love and Thunder is actually being brought forward. That's one that's not delayed. Oh, really? Yeah, because well, Taika Waititi is the director. Is. He put a funny tweet up there, like, hey, I'm on holidays or something. <laughs> you know, leave me alone on my vacation. Now I've got to go back to work early. So that was um, ridiculous. That was pretty fun. Um, just keeping with Disney, they've officially changed release dates for two upcoming animated films. Soul moves from June 19th, 2020 to November 20th, 2020. So that's just a small margin, I think, compared to other movies. And I thought that with the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, like it's still within the same yeah. calendar year, end of the year, which is pretty much where that first one came out anyway. Um, Raya, The Last Dragon, has moved from November 25th, 2020 to March 12th of next year. That's a prime example. You know, Soul moves to November, Raya and The Last Dragon gets got to make space. <laughs> That's it. Um, Artemis Fowl, now here's an interesting one, um, will be streaming, much like Scoob, um, exclusively June 12th uh, on Disney+. Plus. I keep saying it. Review? New Mutants will, <laughs> will come to Disney+. Plus. It still oh, has man. no new release date, New Mutants. And uh, Artemis Fowl, yeah, I mean, this wasn't on my radar, but it's going to be on the streaming service. Expect a review. Yep, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's free. <laughs> Mission Impossible, part seven and eight 
have both been pushed back. I mean, you'd expect eight if seven's been pushed back, um, but we've got new dates. Um, Mission Impossible 7 originally was going to come out July 23rd of next year. It's now going to come out November 19th. And then the following year, Mission Impossible 8 has moved from August 5th to November 4th. So again, when they're moving a few months within that same year, doesn't phase Not me too a big much. deal. It's not. Yeah, it's only if every movie moves to November. November this year is already so packed. Um, I didn't know that seven and eight, uh, Mission Impossible, I mean, were coming out consecutive years. Are they making them together? Is that... Back to back. We've talked about it many wow. times on the podcast. I believe you. I believe you because <laughs> that happens a lot. And I'm, <laughs> I can't keep track. I just show up. I read We've it. We've talked about it when we were doing casting <laughs> because what's been happening, people have been signing to both seven and eight and yeah, they're filming them back to back. That was pretty epic. <laughs> oh, uh, um, a bit of a uh, bit of heartbreaking news, maybe, I guess, uh, Comic-Con for the first time in 50 years, Comic-Con international has been canceled. Well, I should say for the first time in its history, it's 50 year history. It's been canceled. It will return to the San Diego common, oh, San Diego convention center. Sorry, next year, July 22 to 25 in 2021. Too many numbers, mate. I'm this um, was an announcement that people were just waiting for because it couldn't, it could not happen. Of like course. It had, it had to move and they waited until yes. the last minute to announce the fact that they're going to have to cancel. It's weird because you're like, yeah, like I said, you're expecting it. You know that this can't go on. It's going to have to be cancelled. And But still to hear it, it's sort of upset. Not that I've ever been, but the, the fact is that so many people love going. It's, you know, it's the highlight of their year. It's such a big deal and it, it's crazy. Then it's like, oh, wow, just yeah. shut down. I've never the been. The world is on pause. It's crazy. Yeah, I've never been. Always wanted to go and one day I will make it out there. But yes, it's big news. It is. It is big news, and yeah, and that's why you know we're talking about it here. I mean, there's been many uh, comic conventions that have either cancelled or postponed or whatever during this time. But this is the big one. This is Comic Con, so I thought it worth mentioning. Okay, and now on to trailer talk, and we're going to talk about a movie that I'm very, very excited for. I <laughs> recently watched the trailer and I laughed my ass off. We're, of course, talking about The Wrong Missy, starring David Spade and Lauren Lapkus. Your thoughts on this? I think this is more my film than your type of movie. What do you think? Well, yeah, for some reason, you seem to like the real shitty-looking comedies on Netflix. I like <laughs> David <laughs> Spade. I, I'm a fan of Do you know what? Yeah. David Spade, the Happy Madison movies, um, you know, Adam Sandler's mates, basically, in a movie... I mean, I watch it. David Spade, of course. So the basic premise is, you know, he invites this chick on a like a vacation kind of thing, ends up messaging the wrong girl, played by Lauren Lapkus, and she shows up, and he just kind of goes with it. And I guess, I guess it's awkward, and you know, he's just trying to get rid of her. But all, I'm assuming they fall in love or something by the yeah, end. Yeah, it's pretty much in the trailer. Like watching the trailer, you can see where yeah. this movie's going. But that's okay, though. I'm sure it's going to come in at a nice tight 90 minutes. It'll be <laughs> a lot of fun. You've got Rob Schneider in there, and he's got the whole thing with the scuba mouthpiece. You know, it looks fun. It just looks fun. And Nick Swanson, he's another Adam Sandler guy. He's in there. Yeah. It, this looks, it looks okay. It doesn't look like, you know, oh, I've got to 
watch this immediately. Like, I can't wait. It just looks, it looks okay. It looks fun enough. Hopefully it's not garbage. I mean, you know? this one comes out, it comes out like middle of the week on a Wednesday, which is surprising for Netflix. They normally wait until Thursday or at least Friday to put out their movies. I've um, never really made a note of when Netflix from, like, launches a movie, but I'll take this, your word for that. Um, this has been a sleeper, this one. Um, it was just, I think, maybe last weekend I sent you a message saying, hey, look, like here's um, David Spade's chat show online. And he's talking about the wrong Missy and he was showing a poster as part of his show. And I couldn't find that poster anywhere. There was limited information on IMDb. A couple of days later, news started popping up. There was a trailer and a poster. So it's a movie that Netflix are not going out of their way to promote. So I kind of figured, let's do it here. <laughs> let's talk about the wrong Missy on the podcast. It looks good. It looks like a, a fun, fun movie. The one that you can watch from home. Because <laughs> what are they? like? They're obviously like in Hawaii or something, right? And you've got Rob Schneider. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, I know it's not the same character, but if they had made this a crossover with Fifty First Dates, I think that would have been amazing. Just to have Rob Schneider playing that same character. I think it would have been cool. Set in the same sure universe. He is playing a different character but looks exactly the same. I'm not just saying he looks like Rob Schneider, like he's got, you know, the tash. I don't know. There's some... The, the, he looks like, yeah. He looks just like I call it Rob Schneider Hawaiian look. That's, that's the same look. Well, it's you know, not. apparently, you know, they wrote him into the script at the last minute and Spade called him up and said, hey, can you be in Hawaii tomorrow? And Schneider jumped on a plane and he's in the movie. Please, please come to Hawaii. Is either okay. a really good friend or he just wasn't busy. But either way, he's in this movie. Would you say no? If I was like, mate, come to Hawaii, I'll pay for the airlines. I just need you to. Would you? Would you come? I think you. Yeah, I think you. I've not been in anything in the, for a while that somebody's watched. Yeah, I would. I would certainly come. <laughs> yeah. Now this um, this movie it look it looks fun. And again, like I was watching the trailer. And, and I was laughing. Like it's it's a funny trailer, and I, I like David Spade. So I was always going to watch this movie. I'm just glad that you've agreed to also watch it, so we can do a review. Okay, so that's it for trailer talk. Let's get straight on with movie news. Venom Two has officially received a title. Um, Venom, let there be carnage. Awful. Goofy. Awful. <laughs> it's not a good title. It's, now, you know how I feel about that first Venom movie, yeah? Right? And it's not positive. It's not positive. However, this name, there's something about just these wacky, goofball, just silly names that almost make me go, okay, that's in line with what that first movie was. It's stupid. And it's like, maybe that's what these are. If this movie is just, like, nuts, ridiculous, like... If it's all just spectacle, Venom versus Carnage, okay, whatever. That's what it is. Fair enough. The, the that title kind of matches. I don't know. I think. I think it's, right, it's cheesy me... enough. It's cheesy enough that it works. I'm try, all with it. Try this on, right? <laughs> I'm going to give you an an alternative title. There was a mini series a few years ago. It was Venom and Carnage mm-hmm. going up against each other. It's a very popular series. The name of it was Venom Maximum Carnage. Yeah, I think it was a, a it was a video game of the same name. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's a better title, Maximum Carnage. But instead, let there be carnage. I don't like it's it. It's like let there be blood. I don't know. It is, it is like that. 
But so I don't know. I can't. I don't know why. I don't know what my brain's doing. But I, I, I like it. I mean, the alternative I reckon would have just been that they could have just called it Venom versus Carnage. And or Venom Two. Hey, you know what? If fifty percent of the podcast <laughs> likes the title, that's okay, I guess. <laughs> um, the film uh, will now be released on June twenty-five in twenty twenty-one. Until it is. Is that correct? Until yeah, it is. That's that correct. The it is. No, that's, that's been just. Has that not been delayed yet? No, no, no. That that's the date. That's when it's that's when it's coming out. That's the date that they're going with. That's the date they're sticking with wow. when they gave the um, "Let There Be Carnage" title. So wow. again, that's, that's the June. That's that's this is June. It's the Two date until it isn't. Well, no, it's not. Okay. It's twenty twenty one. It's next year. Oh, it is. I don't know what you were in. Never mind. Scratch all of that because that makes me sound hell <laughs> dumb. It's staying in. It is staying in. Um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, we've talked about Sam Raimi's rumoured involvement Mm. previously, but now it is official he will be directing the movie. And when we talked about it being a rumour, we were both on board with this idea, but now it's been made official. But what I thought was really interesting is how Raimi actually confirmed this information. It was while discussing a minor Doctor Strange reference, coincidentally included in Spider-Man 2. Are you saying it was an accident? Well, it just came up in conversation when they were talking about another movie, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm directing Doctor Strange. Cool. But until that point, it wasn't (laughs) actually official. But I, oh, very cool. I mean, we we've yeah. we said it before. You know, when we first started talking about it, it was like he's got he's got that horror kind of background. Kind he's of back, the guy. He's got the horror background. He's got the superhero Marvel background as well. Why not? They wanted to take Doctor Strange in a bit of a horror direction, but with the cheesiness of Sam Raimi, I think they can get away with it being not too horror. You know what I mean? How insane! How insane would it be if this was a Trojan horse? And we've got the multiverse of madness. And Sam Raimi all along, all he really wanted to do was direct Spider-Man 4. And that's what this movie what, becomes. What, like it, it leads into it or it is? Yeah, like it goes into you know, the multiverse of madness. It goes to, into another world and hey, look, it's Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. <laughs> It'll never happen. But it'd be cool. Well, this it, is, well they lead into, leads into the Venomverse or whatever. How can you say Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is not a silly title, but Let There Be Carnage is? They're just both as bonkers. I feel like they're part of... There's a big difference. One is really good, and the other is Venom. Let There Be Carnage. (laughs) You can't argue with that, can you? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. If they're not going to use Maximum Carnage, I'm going to take that title for this movie show. Episode you can't, but why? But well, anyway, um, Dwayne Johnson has confirmed Black Adam's production has been delayed. I almost included this in the COVID 19 section because I mean, you almost could have, it's part of delays, but you know what? I didn't. It's here, it's the only bit of DC movie news that we've got, really. <laughs> and it's that something isn't happening, or it's delayed. I mean, you even. You even had a Warner Brothers section in the it could have <laughs> gone there. But... Moving on. <laughs> Um, we've got some June news. This is a property that I'm not overly familiar with. I know there was the uh, David Lynch movie, you had Sting, Patrick Stewart. Never got around to seeing it, 
you know, based on a popular series of books. But this movie has my attention. It is to be directed by Denise Belneve. He did, what did he do recently? He did the Alien movie with Amy Adams. What was oh, that? Um, the, the, the Arrival. The, yeah, right, I was or say just the or Arrival. Arrival. Yes, you know, he's someone that's building interest. You know, he's, he's, um, he's got his followers there. But I've not seen too much of his work. Although I did watch that, I thought it was fine. Did he do this that Blade video? Runner? That, did he do oh, that he second did, yeah. Blade Runner? Yeah, yeah, he did. The yeah, that was him, Blade right? Runner. That's him. So he's, you know, he's got a certain approach to things, um, and I think it's going to have a great visual style. And he's come out and said that his movie would be split into two films. It's a big story that he's looking to tell. So I do like the fact that he's not looking to just cram it all into what two and a half hours. Um, We've got some new photos online as well um, of the main cast. We've got Zendaya, Timothy Chalmay, Jason Momoa, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, and more of the star-studded cast. I mean, the cast for this movie is incredible. And just the shots that we've seen so far look fantastic. Right, cast. And some of the shots, what I find interesting is that, like, you know, they're pretty much just, like, character sheets here. You've got just these people just standing... And, uh, you know, we're, we're not familiar, not knowing the source material. We don't know what the looks are meant to reflect or who these characters are. But you've just got them standing. They could be anywhere. Like you've got um, Timothy Chamelay standing on a beach, but then you've got things happening in the sky. And you go, oh, so it's a sci-fi movie. And there's, there's almost, I don't know, there's a very artistic quality to, it's almost like, oh, very, very high budget sci-fi. It looks a bit of a golden really, class. To yeah. It. yeah. yeah. So it's caught my eye. There's sand, there's sandworms, there's breathing apparatus. And yeah, it, it looks it looks interesting. It does. The question though, like, I mean, the, the fans of these books would be hopefully excited. Hopefully they're looking forward to it and hopefully they're not disappointed. Um, with anything, should we go in blind and say, well, we're just here to watch the movie? Or should we look into the source material? What would you do? Oh, I'm going to go in blind. I, I don't want to know anything. I just <laughs> want this story to wash over me. Because I found you in recent times, like not knowing anything about a property, I've just gone in and really enjoyed it. An example would be the Umbrella Academy TV series. I didn't have a clue. So I was watching mm. it, and as it was unraveling, I was just along for the ride. So I'm going to take the same approach with June. I'll check out a couple of the trailers just to get a um, bit more of an idea of what to expect. But... But that's it. Other than that, I'm just going to just watch it. Sounds good. Um, A Hunger Games prequel movie is in the works. Lionsgate will adapt Susan Collins' upcoming novel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, into a movie. So I'm not sure if you're familiar much with The Hunger Games, if at all. Uh, Katniss. Jennifer Lawrence. Very good. Well done. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Well done. Um, yeah, uh, Yeah, sure. Um, the, the main antagonist of the series, uh, President Snow, played by um, Donald Sutherland. So his character is the main character of this of this prequel book, um, and also will be the main character of the, this prequel movie. Um, I think he so he's like a, obviously an old bloke, Donald Sutherland age in the Hunger Games. In this movie, he'll be like a twenty year old, so I'm assuming new actor and all that. Um, but yeah, it's sort of a yeah. How did he become a dick, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> but are you interested in, in finding out? Like, do you want to see more from that world? I mean, I'll admit, don't need it. 
but it's coming, so I'll watch it. Like it's, I, I really enjoyed the Hunger Games movies. So oh, well, yeah, I'll watch it. Even without Jennifer Lawrence, I'm sure, you know, it will still be interesting. Yeah, I was really surprised by this next one. The Green Hornet in Kato. They're trying to do Green Hornet again. Universal oh. is the latest studio trying to bring him to the big screen. It was a couple of years ago. We got the Seth Rogen movie. So that wasn't Universal, was it? Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. I kind of liked it. Uh, I only no, watched it, it once. But... Sony. I was just trying to it think. I've got it on Blu-ray. I was trying to visualise the cover. Yeah, no, that was Sony. <laughs> that did uh, Green Hornet. But that was more of a comedy, you though. Bought, this is... You bought it on Blu-ray. So that I, did, I, did. I was going through a Seth Rogen phase, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm going to buy all his movies. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I watched it at the cinema, and then I get on Blu-ray. And, you know, it's fine for what it is, but it very much is it's an action comedy. And The Green Hornet wasn't that before, and it sounds like it's not going to be that again. If you're unfamiliar, The Green Hornet, a.k.a. publisher Britt Reid, is a classic hero of pulp fiction, radio, film, and serials and TV. Alongside Kato, he patrolled the streets in his tricked-out car, The Black Beauty. And in the TV series in the 60s, Bruce Lee was played by... No. Kato was played by Bruce Lee, which was pretty cool. And he even did a crossover with Batman 66. Wow. So you had Bruce Lee fighting Burt Ward as Robin. So was that was that a Batman episode or was that a Green Hornet? It was episode? Batman, I believe. Ooh. Um, it's, not, it's been a while, but I've seen that. But anyway, Green Hornet, you know, the, <laughs> it's a character that they're once again trying to bring back but again not as a comedy this time that'll be interesting because yeah obviously they did take some liberties there by making a comedy obviously the green hornet character was changed drastically the twilight of the morats um kevin smith has confirmed bruce campbell will be appearing in twilight of the morats Uh, back in january campbell had lobbied for a part in the upcoming morats sequel when smith had announced that the project was a go in response uh, smith tweeted that campbell should play himself in the movie as jason lee's Brody would be a big fan of the Evil Dead star. Uh, the idea must have hit with Campbell, as Smith said he's already written a scene for Campbell into the script. And that was an exchange on Twitter. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I saw recently well, cool. another, another actor reached out to Smith saying he wanted to part in one of his movies, and he basically got hired on Twitter. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> That's the audition. Should we try it? I mean, the other guy was an actor, <laughs> but we could, but we could uh, say, we could say, hey, we're podcasters. You you like podcasting? You do know it's gets random. Yeah, he gets that all the time. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I mean, this is a sequel to Morvats. Um, Morvats is still my favourite Kevin Smith movie. Um, yeah, I, I like the idea of seeing more. I mean, Bruce Campbell added to the cast is a nice addition. It would be it'll be cool if he is playing himself. Uh, obviously, like I said for like you know the Evil Dead franchise, like the references and stuff like that. But also, you know, his appearances in like the Spider-Man movies, being a movie that dips into you know like comic book references and stuff like that. Surely that'll be a, a talking point. That'll be interesting. They, they go together. Kevin Smith, yeah. Bruce Campbell. Um, yeah, when we did our review of Jane Silent Bob reboot. You know, there were things that I enjoyed, disliked, and absolutely loved about that movie. And, you know, one of the 
examples of something I loved was the continuation of the Chasing Amy story. So although I like James Sandler's characters, I'm more interested in other characters within the Vuaskew verse. So for Brody to come back and Smith to continue more, that's where are they now? I think it's a great idea. I, I'm really hoping this actually does happen. I mean, he's talked about doing a follow-up to more that's for such a long time, whether it be a TV series, a movie, but this this is the closest he's come. He's got a, he's got a first draft of the script. Uh, Enola Holmes, remember her, the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes. I do remember we did talk about this. That's one we thing I remember. We did. Um, I remember this story out of all things. How's that? Millie Bobby Brown will be playing Sherlock Holmes' teenage sister, Enola. Um, of course, we've got Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes. So this movie won't be about Sherlock, but his sister. Uh, but the interesting thing to note here is the fact that Netflix has acquired the rights, which means, yes, you guessed it, we will be doing a review. <laughs> Jeez. The movies Thank are closed. You. There's no cinemas. So we will what be else reviewing got? streaming. <laughs> Anything streaming. <laughs> everything within reason. Streaming. Within reason, James. We'll just, we'll just talk about everything. <laughs> Uh, did you watch that? Have you watched that Tiger King show? I have, yes. That's the, you watched the whole thing? It's like the, the biggest thing, thing at the moment. And that's uh, why I watched it. Um, I was a bit reluctant, but I finally did watch it in a short period of time, I must say. Seven episodes, and then my wife and I watched it together, and she was done after that. But I soldiered on, and I watched the Joel McHale <laughs> special episode. Well, <laughs> I got two episodes in, and I was like, I got two episodes in, and I was like, no. I don't get it. Um, what do you mean when you don't get it? Like, I mean, it's, it's a trend. Oh, like, you, can't, like, you just can't look away. I mean, the, the people no, in it are, it. you know, not the best it's people. Crazy. Not all. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say that here on the podcast. Um, but there's some colourful characters on there. And some are doing what they're doing for the right reasons, but more are doing it for the wrong reasons. But it's just, I just it's interesting. The, Let me just say this. I just though, didn't like, see the point of watching <laughs> But this is the thing, though. I right? tried. I tried. So you've got a documentary filmmaker and clearly what he set out to make as his project in the beginning was not what he ended up with because life took over and he was just along for the ride. It's a really interesting watch. Um, but yeah, what are we doing? Why are we talking about Tiger King? Yeah. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> We're just talking about Netflix. and Okay, uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Talk about Lego. <laughs> um, future Lego movies could focus on the Jurassic Park Fast and Furious and Minions uh, franchises following the exclusive <laughs> five-year deal with Universal Pictures. Now, are we talking like the Lego movie and like the Lego Batman movie and Lego Ninjago, like that high-quality theatrical? We're talking all of it. Warner Brothers, no one got the rights. So we're talking direct-to-DVD and stuff like that. Yeah, man, no, we're talking all of it. So we're, we're talking the, sure. the, the toy movies. Like, you know, I've got a heap mm. of the Lego Batman Lego sets and they all tie into those movies. And Warner Brothers have had the rights for the longest time. And yeah, they did the big budget movies, you know, two Lego movies, Batman and yeah, Ninjago, the other one. I've not seen that one, but they had a really I liked it, one. I liked it. But they do things like a Lego Scooby-Doo movie. And I think the latest one we've got coming out is Shazam. That very well could be the last one. So Universal. There's been some, 
there's been some Lego Jurassic stuff out. You know, there's like that's true. Uh, I've seen something them. like Indominus Escape or something that's on Netflix. There's been a few. That's a good point. So, so have, there's even a Jurassic World like TV series. Yeah, Lego so they've done some Universal kind of thing, but now Universal got exclusive rights, and honestly. Fast and Furious is something that I can definitely see being a Lego movie. And yes, I would watch it. Although saying that, have you seen the Netflix Fast and Furious animated series, Spy Racers? No. I mean, I, I came across horrendous. it. It is I let the trailer play for about four seconds. <laughs> I started playing the first episode. Vin Diesel's got a cameo as... Dom Toretto, but it is just awful. Like low quality wow. animation, it's bad. But anyway, we might get a Lego Maybe. Fast and Furious movie. Lego's always fun. I would like it if these these franchises feature in like the big Lego movies. Like if we get Lego, like the Lego Movie Three, Part Three, or whatever they want to call it, or the third part. Imagine Chris Pratt's character from Jurassic World showing up. I think it's done. Like, hey, oh yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe his other characters, but we're not going to get Lego Movie Three because that's a Warner Brothers property. Everything's oh, going to have right. to start again. Like, it's, it's a new thing. It's a new deal. I don't think Universal are going to come out and make a third part to the Warner Brothers made series. Oh wow, this story is actually bigger than I was thinking. I just I thought they had. No, I think it's end of an era. Like it's. Oh, wow. you know we. We've got some good movies. We've got Will Arnett as Batman. That's, yeah. I mean, this is the story. Like Universal now have the rights to Lego moving forward, whether it's in TV. Wow. Or I was focused film. so much on the on the on the franchise, the IPs. That, okay, wow, that is bigger, right? On that bombshell, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is to team up with Stranger Things and Free Guy director Sean Levy. Again, this time for a time-traveling film. The project centers around Reynolds going back in time to get help from his 13-year-old self. This sounds made for him. (laughs) That you can see Reynolds interacting with a 13-year-old version of himself. Sounds fun. They would be the same character, right? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) But they, but they, they do it well. They do it really well. I think when we did our review of... Shazam, I think your big thing was that Zachary Levi clearly was a different character to Asher Angel playing the young version of his character. I think right. Reynolds will have a better handle, although I do enjoy Shazam, but I think Reynolds will play well or play off well with a 13-year-old I'm, version of himself. I'm interested to see what young fella they get to like, get cast as the young Ryan Reynolds and what they put on screen because that'll be interesting. All right. Um, Chris Pine is in talks to star in Paramount's reboot of the spy thriller The Saint. Rocketman filmmaker Dexter Fletcher is directing The Saint based on the 1920 novel series written by Leslie uh, Charteris. The previous film adaptation starred Val Kilmer as a master of disguise. I'm assuming you've watched The Saint? Yes. I mean, the original TV series starred <laughs> yes. Roger Moore. So I saw bits of that, but I remember seeing the blue posters for the Saints down Val Kilmer being really excited that's, for it. That's all I know of the movie is that oh, blue poster. I was just I excited for it because, you know, we'd had Heat, we'd had Batman Forever. I'm like, wow, you know, this Val Kilmer guy. And, you know, the poster, even though it was pretty much just a big floating head, <laughs> and then it was all like blue and cloudy. I thought this looks cool. And then without seeing anything, I went out and bought it on VHS. So disappointed. There's just nothing to it. 
there's just nothing you to it. But now they're going to try and do it again for the big screen. I mean, maybe there'll be something to it. Yeah, I mean, they attempted it again recently, maybe last year, but it just ended up on Netflix. But um, but this is going to be a big budget spy thriller, so we'll just have to wait and see who they cast for that. They're doing a sequel to Scary Stories to Tale in the Dark, to bringing back the original director and writers, and it's to be based on a story by Guillermo del Toro, and I'm pretty sure he did the story for that first movie as well, didn't he? I think so, yeah, he was definitely attached in some capacity, so I'm assuming it was story, because he wasn't directing. Or no, he like didn't that. direct so, it. Yeah. No. Yeah, so you, it must have been. Have you watched it? Yeah, sort of at the theatre, at, the, at the cinema. I kind of forget how I feel about it. I think I liked it, but the fact that I'm questioning that makes me think maybe I didn't. I just spent, I know. I just spent the movie waiting for it to end. I don't watch it at home, so I guess I could have just hit stop at any point, but I, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> but they make they another one, so it obviously did well enough for them to mm. make a sequel. Okay, wow. <laughs> what a story to end <laughs> yeah. movie news on. Okay, so that's it for movie news. Um, maybe we'll open TV news with something more exciting. Six seasons and a movie. Uh, Joe McHale says the community movie may still happen is this movie news or is this tv news there's more to it well community executive producer joe russo thinks a film will happen he says i believe there will be a community movie especially especially now that it's doing so well on streaming uh someone like netflix could step up and make it technically movie news but also TV news. So I thought I would start TV news <laughs> it's a with good, this story. It's a good transition. It's a good transition. I didn't know where to play. Like, you know I'm a big fan of community. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know I'm, a good, I'm a big fan. Um, even the, the fourth, fifth and sixth seasons, I enjoy it. And I, I, I'm a completionist, so I want that six seasons and a movie to come to fruition. Give me that movie. And, and it has to be about them going and rescuing Donald Glover's character. They've set Troy. it up. I almost forgot his name. Yeah, Troy. They've set it up. It needs to happen. And you know what? This movie was recently added to Netflix. And not only is it doing well on Netflix, there's people I know who have never seen Community before and watching it for the first time now and loving it. It's finding a new audience. It's becoming mainstream. It's no longer cool. Parks and Recreation. Is that a show you've seen? I've seen the odd episode kind of thing, much like The Office, just like the odd episode here and there. I get it. I kind of am familiar with most of the characters, but no, I haven't watched the, like, the whole thing. You know, with, with The Office, I purposely didn't watch it because I love the British version so much. So I thought, I don't want to watch an inferior American version. And then I realised I'd made a mistake, but it was too far gone. So it's on Prime. I will catch up <laughs> with The Office, but also Parks and Rec, the whole thing is on Prime. Well, the reason why we're talking about it here today, it's going to return for a one-off special April 30th, which if you're listening to this episode when we post it, is tomorrow. Nicely done. <laughs> it's pretty um, big news. The entire core cast of the show will return for the half-hour NBC special that will benefit Feeding America. So there you go. So they're all doing it for charity, and everybody will be back. Oh, good stuff. 
Um, JJ Abrams is developing three new shows for HBO Max. How about I go through what, what they are? Justice League Dark Adaption. Um, we've got Overlook, inspired by Stephen King's The Shining. And Duster, an original series conceived by Abrams involving a mafia getaway driver set in the 70s. I'm just going to guess which one of those three you're probably most excited or keen for. Yeah, the first one. Justice League Dark. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the one. We've we've heard talk of this being a movie, a TV show for a very long time. But now JJ is officially bringing it to the small screen. We don't know which uh, version of the team it will be, but no doubt we're going to get Zatanna, Swamp Thing, Dead Man. You know, you've got to get some of those horror characters in there. Overlook, I mean, it's inspired by The Shining. If I'd not seen Doctor Sleep, I'd have said, leave it alone. What else can you do to add to that story? (laughs) Well, I really enjoy Doctor Sleep, so I'm interested. And yeah, Duster, I mean, we know JJ makes good TV. So I'm very interested in this whole deal they have with HBO Max. Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. It's an eight-episode docu-series taking us behind the scenes of The Mandalorian, and it's coming to Disney Plus on May the 4th. See what they did there. But they're going to air the episodes (laughs) over eight weeks. I do like the date uh, planning there. This is ridiculous. This is a behind-the-scenes, essentially a behind-the-scenes series the same length, possibly longer than the actual first season. I can't see that. I can, no, no, no. I reckon it's going to be between 20 and 25 minutes an episode. Um, I'm interested. That's how long the episodes of The Mandalorian were? They went up to an hour. You went, I think some went as short as maybe 30, 30 None hours. of them went to an hour. None of them went to an we hour. We need to fact check that. But anyway, um, <laughs> again, we talked about it last week with the new show they've got coming out, Prop Collector. Like, I'm happy for Disney Plus to put out something that I'm interested in. I really enjoyed that first series of Mandalorian. And this is not going to be like a docu-series made by anybody. It's going to be presented by John Favreau and he's going to be taking us behind the scenes. So... You could take it or leave it, really. It's going to be added to the streaming service once a week. Um, they need more content, so this is more content, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just think the, the idea is crazy. Like, eight episodes. So it's easy. I imagine each episode will focus on each episode. Each episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's going to be an episode per episode. So it's almost... you could Maybe it's like watching it with commentary. I don't know. So if you enjoy that first season and you want more, it's available to you. But more uh, Mandalorian news, or what you might be more interested in, uh, it's been picked up for a third season. We've not even got the second. That comes out later in the year. And it's, yeah, confirmed for a third season already. That's fun and, uh, you know, predictable. I mean, that it's not... It's not really any surprise, the popularity of that first season. Uh, well, they usually the do. Popularity of yeah. I mean, they're making a documentary about it. It's <laughs> but it's normally a season at a time, though. They don't normally, like, ahead of season two saying, hey, no, but I mean, on season three. But it's not, like, it's not like the first season hasn't, you know, the show hasn't even started yet and they're, you know, jumping the gun. They know that the second season is going to do well. So they're like, let's get the prep going. And it means they can... They can work on like special effects and stuff earlier if they get a lot of their pre-production done. 
it, it's fine. You know, it's only one season ahead. It's not, it's not like, hey, we've got the next five seasons planned. They're all greenlit. We're writing them. We're putting them into production. They're not going crazy. The season and a half ahead. It's fine. I've clearly made a mistake here, haven't I? We've got a lot of Star Wars TV news to get through, and I should have maybe put the documentary at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I thought no, it would be like good. a nice, a nice opener. Well, well, let me let me continue this Star Wars uh, journey that we're on. Um, Stellan Skarsgård and Kyle Sola are joining Diego Luna in the upcoming Star Wars Rogue One spin-off series coming to Disney Plus. Uh, Rogue One's uh, Genevieve O'Reilly will be back as Mon Mothma for the Cassian Andor series. We're getting a new Star Wars series from Russian Doll co-creator Leslie Headland. It will be a female-centric series that takes place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. So more Star Wars and different Star Wars is what I want. We know the movies are moving away from the Skywalker family. We've you know, we've had a first season of Mandalorian that gave us something different. And that's what I'm wanting from my Star Wars now. Just give me something different. Let's move forward yeah. and let's see this world. Like instead of just seeing like a small part of it. This universe is galaxy. We need it to expand. I mean, we still want the familiarity, you know, Obi-Wan series, maybe even this Cassian Andor, obviously, you know, there's that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like mix it up, flavors whether those flavors are uh, different characters, different genders, whatever, just keep it all different. Like we don't need another bounty hunter series. We don't need another Jedi series. We don't, well, maybe we do, but. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I'd always accept more Jedi. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I wanted to backtrack on that immediately, <laughs> but a female led Jedi series, that's you know slightly different. So exciting stuff. Um, I hope the female centric thing isn't the only selling point of the show. I hope there's a bit more to it than just that. Um, I don't think it will be the selling point, but I think it's certainly hinting at a different take, like doing something different. But saying that, though, I'm pretty sure yeah. the showrunner and director on Obi-Wan is a female. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it's more Star Wars <laughs> worth talking about. Uh, LeVar Burton has confirmed he will reprise his role as Geordie LaForge in Picard. Uh, Burton has appeared as LaForge on all seven seasons of The Next Generation and reprised his role in all four films starring the series' cast. So this is obviously for Star Trek Picard, its second season. Second season is our first season. We've got Deanna Troy, we've got Will Riker. They were all in the trailer, so there's no spoilers there. Um, oh, and of course, Seven and Nine from Voyager. But we're getting more of the next-gen cast in season two, including Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan. What I think is great about the addition of Joy LaForge one is a great character, but how it came about, he was being interviewed, Burton, about something else. And he just said, yep, you know what? I might as well say it. I'm going to be in season two. <laughs> really? <laughs> just came out of it. That's good. That's good. We, um, I've not posted it yet, but Jay and I did a episode of Sounds Like Comics all about the first season of Picard. And what I've not read at that point was the prequel comic series. And he was telling me all about it. And Geordie features in that comic. So the character has recently interacted with Picard within that world in the comics, and we're going to get to see him in the TV series. I like how they didn't go too heavy with next-gen 
cast members in that first season. And if they're going to give us a couple, of course, data appeared in the first season, but if they're going to give us a couple per season, I'm all for that. So we're going to get Geordie. I'd love to see Wolf in there. So we'll just have to wait and see what Michael Dawn is up to. <laughs> just hopefully it doesn't become a show where it's just, hey, here's that character, you know, like cameo, like glorified cameos for them. Hopefully there's a reason that they're coming into the story. 100%. And with that first season, there's reason for the appearances. It didn't, it wasn't like, a, you know, smile and wink at the camera. Like there was a reason for yeah. these characters to be there. And that's why I say, you know, it wasn't too heavy. It was the right amount. And I don't want to spoil it, but there's reasons why Picard interacts with certain characters in that first season. And no doubt that will carry on through seasons two and three. Uh, Westworld has been renewed for a fourth season at HBO. Have you started well, season you three? I have not yet. Um, partway through season two, I stored a little bit, but from what I've seen of of season, well, like you know, the advertisements, the snippets of, of season three. Um, it, wow, yeah, I didn't know the show was going to be going in that direction, and it makes me want to jump right on board. So. Obviously, season three has turned out pretty good because the fourth one's coming. But I know nothing about season three. I've, I'm going to watch it, but what I'm doing is waiting until there's enough episodes out and then just binge it. Because I found the second season, yeah. watching it each week, I did enjoy it, but I don't know. I just want to do it in a, over a shorter period of time, that's, so I'm saving them all. That's kind of what I'm, what I'm doing, waiting for season three to sort of finish, and then I can sort of go back and finish season two or maybe start season two again and then just watch all the way through to the end of season three and uh yeah be caught up that way i mean that first season was absolutely fantastic and then you know the second season was enjoyable but it it did have some lulls some stop starts i'm kind of hoping that if that's the case with three as well i can just blitz it we'll just have to wait and see Mm. All right, to the last uh, story we've got here. Um, Rick and Morty co-creator Dan Harmon teams up with Danny DeVito, Aubrey Plaza, and FX for an animated comedy called Little Demon. Um, Little Demon revolves around a mother, played by Plaza, who got impregnated by Satan, who played by Dad, Danny DeVito, as he fights for custody. So this sounds like... <laughs> mental animated filth (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i'm very interested i mean dan Harmon. we talked about community earlier obviously that was that was his Uh, rick and morty another show that i really enjoy and yeah i'm up for seeing more from him so little demon sounds interesting and plaza and devito is the main voice cast brilliant Sounds good. All right, well, that's it for TV news. And now we'll get on to our rec events. So what have you got to recommend to us this week? Okay, I'm doing a movie once again, which seems to be my trend lately. Um, I'm going with The Hunt. Um, it is a, well, I guess it's described as a horror, maybe a thriller at times, maybe a little bit of a comedy uh, thrown in there as well um directed by craig zobel there's a whole bunch of actors in this movie um emma roberts betty gilpin amy madigan ethan Suplay, hillary swank apes um it comes from bloomhouse productions damon lindelof heaps of names basically these people are uh, i guess 
drugged, kidnapped, taken. They wake up in a field, Hunger Games style. I know you're very familiar. Um, and yeah, they're basically being hunted and it goes from there. I cannot, without without giving too much away because i've given nothing away i've not seen this there, i really really want to see betty gilpin you are, know you know i'm a fan of hers i know you're a fan yeah um but i had no idea everything that happened in this movie i just didn't know what was happening next things were happening i was like wow genuinely did not expect that um i'll leave it at that man it's yeah no leave, leave it at that yeah, really enjoyed it it, it, look, it looks it. great. And, and this, you know, famously was postponed at the cinema. At one point, it wasn't going to get a theatrical release at all, apparently due to political undertones or some something happened in the movie that people weren't on board with. So for a time, yeah. it wasn't going to get a release. And then it was there's going to get a thing, release. Yeah, there's a whole thing. It's like a subtle, you know, like a satire on like political agendas and so somebody you know, like political divide yeah. left and left versus right but go. i don't know i didn't really see it i've seen movies with more of that in it where unless um, i was just hell like, there's not that much in, in, in I, this. Mean, if, I mean if anything else it was great publicity for this little movie and then when it finally was due to getting a theatrical release you know coronavirus hit and vod so that's where you can watch it now so it's available at home yeah but it does look good, though, and I, I, it's, it's on my list. I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, I'm going to recommend a three-part comedy special. And I watched the first part last night, and honestly, like I looked at how far I was into the runtime. I was six minutes in, and already I'd just been laughing so much. Um, I'm recommending <laughs> Middleditch and Schwartz. If you're a fan of improv or comedy you should definitely watch the special it is brilliant so it opens up are you familiar with Middleditch and Schwartz are the, the, those I'm assuming those are surnames and they ring a bell yeah so I'm you gonna got... have to get you to give me the first names of each oh I'm not done that yet okay I'm sorry Thomas Middleditch <laughs> Silicon Valley that's the one he played the yes Jesse Eisenberg type character in Zombieland 2 and Ben Schwartz he is currently Sonic on VOD. Yes, in that's the right. Yeah. Sonic movie. Uh, these guys are hilarious together. So this, the opening of each comedy special, they will have, like, say, a five-minute interaction with the audience, tell me a story, and for the next hour, they act out the whole thing. And it's just Excellent. absolutely hilarious. And you know, just know that you know I'm necessarily a big fan of improv. I do enjoy um, stand-up, but these guys together, the way they bring a story to life, it is just hilarious. And I cannot remember the last time I consistently laugh so much watching something start to finish. It is absolutely hilarious. I didn't realize that I knew these guys separately from different projects, but they've been doing this together for quite a while now. And they've just and where did you say we could where did you say we could find this? I didn't but it's <laughs> available on Netflix. All three it's a Netflix special, so all three parts are on there. And I think it's been available for the last week or so. It's absolutely I think you did say fantastic. Special, so yeah. <laughs> so Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Check it out. Okay, so as always, we're gonna close out on a little bit of trivia. And I went to community. 
for trivia. Oh. And this blew my mind because I didn't actually know it. And it's generally interesting for me and hopefully to you listening. Piers Hawthorne, who was played by Chevy Chase, is supposed to have made his fortune with a moist towelette company called Hawthorne Wipes. So you'd be familiar with that from the show. But this is where it gets really interesting. Chase, in real life, also has a family fortune derived from a personal sanitation product. His real name is Cornelius Crane Chase, and he is the grandson of Cornelius Vanderbilt Crane, who was heir to the Crane Plumbing Company, which manufactures and distributes plumbing fixtures and products, most notably toilets for homes and commercial markets in North America. Honest to God, that sounds made up, but it's true. It's not even that incredible. <laughs> but sure. I don't know. I think so. Well, did you know that Chevy Chase's real name was Cornelius Crane Chase? And that is. I mean, if that's the trivia, very exciting. I mean, I do the see whole the parallel. The whole package. The whole package. I mean, yeah. obviously, he's, whole package. You know, his character's backstory in community isn't a coincidence. It's clearly influenced by uh, right, Chase. Yes. Well, I've been watching his movies for years and watched him in community, and I didn't know he had this whole other thing. And again, his real name is Cornelius Crane Chase. There you go. So I clearly found it more interesting than you. Um, no, I'm, okay, sure, good. I'm sure people are enjoying it. They're rejoicing now that they, they could experience it. Now they know. You know, normally I, um, I have some backup <laughs> trivia just in case, but I was so confident I've got no backup, so that's it. That's that is, that that's is your uh, only trivia again. Well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Films Big Podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all of our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Coffee and Kareem. Sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at evolution from 2001. And Rewind and Review recently went back to 2000 to check out Gladiator. Stay tuned for our upcoming review of Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War, and our latest movie reviews in association with Video Easy, The Gentleman, and 1917. Yep, sounds good. Well, you've been listening to Luke and Jason, <laughs> the guys from that film shoot. See you soon. Oh, double. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I needed to say something. Um, I can do better. I can do better. Um...